Well, our moms think we're funny. It's crazy. It doesn't matter what line of dialogue it is. If Nick Cage <laughs> delivers it, it just sounds like he wrote it himself. <laughs> and I don't know how the hell he does that. He could read Shakespeare and it would just sound like <laughs> he wrote it by the time he was done saying it. Oh, that would be great. I know him, Horatio! <laughs> <laughs> Alas, I hardly knew him. <laughs> Man of infinite jest. <laughs> A poetic warrior in the martial arts sense. Uh, which one are we doing? Uh, you want to do the origins of Jason Voorhees? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or- Jason Voorhees. Just Jason Voorhees' origins. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. This is still, hands down, one of my favorite X-Men movies. And this X- opening scene is the shit! X2? Yeah. Yeah, it's really tight. God, this opening scene is the fucking best. <laughs> hey. Yep. Hey, everyone, how the hell are you? Uh, I, uh, if you're talking to them, I'm sure they're doing fine. Oh, but um, because bad. they're listening to us. That's right. And if you're talking to me, you know what? I'm doing just fine, too. Good. Why? Because I get to record another episode of Our Moms Think We're Funny with my most excellent host and friend, Akomi. Me. Akomi. Him. <laughs> that guy. Oh, yeah. So, uh... And you're Turk 182. I am. I am Turk 182. Damn straight. And, uh, what are we going to do today? Well, uh, two days ago was Friday the 13th. It was. So, why don't we talk about everyone's favorite Friday the 13th guy, uh, Leatherface. Yes, Leatherface. I want to take his face off. That's what we should, we should make a movie called Leatherface Off. <laughs> Want to take his face off. off? And they pick up the hitchhiker instead of him being like, "I'll take a picture real good." I'll just be like, "If I let you, would you suck my tongue?" <laughs> so I have to do it. I'm an undercover cop. <laughs> barbecue. I could eat barbecue for hours. <laughs> did they make barbecue out of people? Uh, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think they did in um, part two or three. But when she tries to get away, she goes to the store, and don't they don't they have their own homemade barbecue at the store where they're like, you know, where he like picks her up again, is like, yeah, she's here or whatever. He he does do that, but I don't think there's a reference to barbecue in there. It's been a while since I've seen it. I I, I don't think it's like a big reference, but I think they sell it there, and it's like a, something like in the background. Huh. I, I don't remember uh, that well. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> this was supposed to be a joke that we were going to talk about Leatherface, <laughs> and we just legitimately started to talk about it. We want to talk about Friday the Thirteenth? Damn it! Oh, the, the other Leatherface. <laughs> Friday the 13th, the other love face. Yeah, you know, dun, dun, dun. With, with Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Halloween mask! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you mean Jason? <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, Apparently uh, they were going to use the actual like Halloween Michael Myers mask, but they couldn't get the rights to it. Man. And so instead, they did the Austin Powers thing, which is so much funnier. It is. It's, it's much better. I like that a lot more. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we were going to talk about our good old friend there, uh, Jason Voorhees. So what in particular about Jason Voorhees? Well, okay. Before we start getting into that, 
Uh, you know, we still plan on, uh, I guess maybe next year doing our, our let's watches of the Friday 13th movies. I'm not sure if we even mentioned that on the show before, but we plan on doing let's watches of the Friday 13th movies because, yeah. well, they're Friday 13th movies and they are, they are just ripe for making fun of. They, they are. Like, I don't think we were planning on doing it because our usual policy is if we've seen a movie, we don't want to do a let's watch of it because we like to fly blind. Right. But uh, when we were hanging out around Halloween, they were showing all the Friday the 13th movies. And any time we had it playing and we were in between recordings, we would just be cracking jokes the whole time. Hmm. And it was really funny. So I think it first started like early part of this year when we were recording with Ball Crawler 1. Mm-hmm. We did, I think, the uh, the Bronx Warrior. Yep, and then yep. we had one of the ones on there. and uh, Yeah, part two was playing. Hmm. And Wall Crawler was the one making some really good jokes. <laughs> Nah, I'm just kidding. It's crossbow. It ain't loaded and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like it's, we actually need to do let's watches of this. So yeah, we'll we'll be doing those. And I watched most of my favorite uh, Jason X the other day, which is uh, God. It's so I love Jason X. It, it, it's so bad. It's it, it's it's so bad. It's but it's just so damn funny. So I'm not sure if you knew this. I know it's been a while since you saw it, but in Jason X, like the one ship is called. Um, like the one spaceship or space station is called Grindel, and then the other one is called Tiamat. <laughs> and I was like, "Really? Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. And I forget, I forget the other like, like a uh, you know mythical creatures name that the thing is because there's, like, there's like three ships, but it's uh... <laughs> you know my my biggest problem with Jason X. Is that they waited so long to turn him into Jason X? Yeah, yeah. That should have happened a lot sooner. Yeah. But uh, so before we start talking about good old Jason, like back when he was just a, a little boy who desperately wanted to learn how to swim, yeah, um, just, just wants to friends. There is a serious problem, as I mentioned yesterday, with the Friday the Thirteenth uh, like timeline. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Like the the Friday Thirteenth timeline doesn't make any sense. Uh. And I think it's kind of really leading to what we're going into, but everyone knows the first one is, um, it, you know, is Mrs. Voorhees killing people like years after um, Jason died. Yeah, but by yeah. the way, spoiler warning, people. Yeah. <laughs> this whole is going to be spoiler. If, if you don't know that part already, I mean, just, I mean, come on, this, like, wow. I didn't know it until the first time I watched it. Well, yeah, I mean, Scream kind of ruins that for you if I, you've ever seen Scream. I never but, watched Scream. No, you've not really missed anything. Yet. I mean,. <laughs> It's it yeah whatever, um Lee, early Leah Schreiber and uh, Rose McGowan maybe actually was super hot oh uh, and uh, uh, Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy that's well I mean okay I guess that's really several good reasons to watch Scream except for they're all in it but it doesn't really make it that great of a movie it's right, good for right. like the first viewing and then and after that just so yeah Leah Schreiber Matthew Lillard Jamie Kennedy um, and uh, oh, Courtney Cox but. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty, yeah. Oh, and Rose McGowan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, but she, as much as I like her all the way through the movie, and she dies a stupidest ass death, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. So, okay, whatever. Um, but anyway, um, um, so J- uh, Pamela Voorhees, the mom, is the killer in the first one, and she's completely knucking futz. Yeah. She's been you know, she's basically someone that doesn't want to accept responsibility for being a bad parent, and, <laughs> And then she goes nuts and like, she's still killing kids like, like 10, 20 years after her son died or mm-hmm. something. Um, 
Something like that. And yeah. it's like, it's like, it's all your fault. Like, bitch, I wasn't even born yet. And it's like, <laughs> do you not remember? I was at the camp when he died. Remember that? Remember me? I was in there with the pigtails and I just lost one of my teeth and I was like, <laughs> like this. Remember? And then he was out there, when he was out there drowning, remember? I was like, I was like, hey, everybody, everybody, Jason, Jason, look at him. He's so funny. The retard boy's drowning. <laughs> <laughs> flap your arm, Jason, flap your arm. <laughs> swim, Jason, swim. <laughs> He's like, it's not swimming time, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> if people haven't heard our previous episodes about this, they're just going to think we're even more awful than we already are. So I guess we should explain that. <laughs> See, the problem we have <laughs> yes, with Friday the 13th, part one, part one, is that uh, it's, it's not the fact that Pamela is going after people who weren't even there at the camp. Because that's just, like, kind of a, a symbolic thing. And I will say, though, <laughs> she tries several times to stop the camp from opening. Yeah. Poison and, the water supply. Right. But then when it does open, she's like, well, I tried to warn you not to open up the camp. Even though I didn't really <laughs> warn you, I just made bad shit happen. Yeah. Right? Now I'm just going to have to kill you. But, uh, okay, whatever, yo. Yeah, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so the issue here is that Jason goes to camp. Mm-hmm. Jason... Drowns at the camp. Yes, he does. Pamela, who was not there. No, actually, she was. That's the thing. Was she, she was there. Huh. She tells the girl at the end, then when she's telling her about, you know, you know, his name was Jason. He was special. And they show, they should do like a little like uh, flashback of him splashing in the water. Mm-hmm. And she's she was like the, uh, the camp cook or something like that. Oh. I forgot about that. But she's like, you know, the, the counselors weren't watching my boy. He was, you know, swimming out there swimming and they were all fornicating somewhere. Okay. So one, again, he's a, just by the look of him, he's a special <laughs> needs child. I think it goes beyond that. He should not have been at that particular type of camp with these, you know, kids that, that just, they hired to become camp counselors that in the first movie show up a week before opening mm-hmm. and they're still trying to get the camp and like uh get it up to code they they're doing repairs and stuff on it these kids have not been taught how to be camp counselors they don't know shit they get there and they're like you know like oh hey you guys need a hand yeah we're still trying to get the camp open and ready which okay a week before the camp should be open and ready <laughs> yeah. you know you shouldn't still be like nailing up boards and fixing holes in the roof and shit like that which as a as a like a teenager i don't know anything about but even if they were very trained as counselors that doesn't mean that they're trained to deal with special needs children exactly so but you're like oh yeah you know if you're gonna be the 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 cook here then you, your son can go to camp for free he should still though be her responsibility knowing that he has certain needs yeah and why was jason out there swimming by himself uh-huh when again like we always make it wasn't swimming time there's <laughs> nobody else out there you're like well the, the counselors were watching him like but and, and she's like they were all fornicating do you know that for a fact do you know for a fact that's what they were all doing? That's right. what you claim, but where were you? Right. Wait, were you in there like making dinner and then people were like, oh my goodness, Jason. And they come out there like, you know, guys still dick in hand, be like, hey, what's going on? Like, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> comes trundling in with his pants down around his cankles. And they're like, like what? it's like, Jason Trail, like, where were you? We were all fucking. Like, no, he's <laughs> like, Sorry, shit. Mrs. V. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I mean, we've done. 
We'd done some weed. We figured it was a good time to fuck. <laughs> like, this is summer camp. What the hell do you think it was like? Are you ready for the summer? I'm like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's the joke that we always make. It's like, I can go swimming. It's like, no, 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 Jason. It's not swimming time. I can go swimming. I can go swimming. <laughs> no, no, we we're going to make lanyards, Jason. <laughs> it's a beautiful lanyard, Stacy. Hey, where's Jason? <laughs> go swimming, go swimming, go swimming. <laughs> I mean, he should not have been at that camp. She should have been looking out for him. That's the thing with... I've seen this at places like at churches and church camps and stuff where staff brings their kids to the shit. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm staff, so they don't have to adhere to the same rules. They can go where they want, do as they want. Oh, who cares if it's time to play freaking soccer? He's going to be in the craft cabin eating paste. Right. It's just like she's the problem here. Yeah, and and say, oh well, yeah, and look out for little Charlie there. He's a pyromaniac. <laughs> you know, he's got to be watched all the time. That's not my problem. We got like eight counselors here. We got like thirty kids, mm-hmm. and you expect like us all to look out for little Charlie there because he's got matchsticks for fingers. Like, no, <laughs> no. If you're gonna be here working, you have a place for Charlie. You lock him in a padded cell. You know, <laughs> it, it, again. Not their fault. Not yeah. their fault. Yeah. That was clearly your fault. And I mean, sure, it's possible that they were out in the woods banging, but maybe they thought they had a good opportunity to do that, because, you know, it's not their job to take care of your kid who's not even a registered camper. Exactly. Because he's only here on a free ride while you're making your gross chili or whatever. Thank you. So, yeah, she's just an entitled bitch. Hey, yeah. Just a regular yeah. old Karen. And she just wants to... She, yeah, Karen Voorhees. That's her name. Pamela <laughs> Pamela Karen Voorhees. That's her full name. <laughs> and I'm What like, do you mean my boy can't go to camp for free? I want to talk to the manager. So, Miss Voorhees, your son really seems to like swimming. Is he any good at it? No, he sucks. Never bothered, never bothered to teach him. He can't <laughs> swim? <laughs> Look at that head. He can barely keep the thing above water. <laughs> It's like, I mean, if you were that concerned, you would have been checking on him on a regular basis, you mm-hmm. know? In thing is, if I owned that camp, this woman was like, I'm, if I'm going to be your cook, my son's going to go there for free. And I look at him, and one eye is like <laughs> a half an inch smaller than the other. It was lower down on his face. Right. And he's got like a, a swollen brow ridge. And he's, like, breathing out of his mouth because his nostrils are fused shut. Like, I'm not... Uh, ma'am, I'm sorry, like, but... His nostrils aren't fully formed. Right. <laughs> so that's why he breathes out of his mouth. <laughs> like, ma'am, I'm sorry, but it's not my fault that you drank while you were pregnant. <laughs> now, we were going to have surgery, and the doctor were going to actually, like, cut open his nostrils. But, unfortunately, Jason's just... He, you know, he's immune to any kind of anesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he's like the back of his skull is actually two inches thicker than a normal human skull. So, doctor says that to put him to sleep to take this medical two by four here and just give him a good whack. (laughs) Frying pan anesthetic clang. They didn't go down. (laughs) I didn't want to kick back on joke time. (laughs) You inhuman monster. Jake didn't want green quarter. 
All right, here's the thing, right? I'm not really special needs. This is all prosthetic shit. The year before, you know, I went to the Tom Savini summer camp. But when I tell her, Dathan, then I can actually wander into the girls' shower and be like, Dathan, go shower too. And they're like, oh, look at him. No, Jason, the boy shower is over there. Want to make Leonard? Are those D cups? Jason paints tight. All right. So another explanation, do which is uh, <laughs> um, just shoot me TV series is a great episode with uh, with David Cross where he plays uh, the brother uh, <laughs> named Donnie who fell off a tree and he suffers a little bit of brain damage, but he's actually faking because Donnie's lazy as shit and doesn't want to do anything, so he, he fakes brain damage <laughs> and, he, and he says things like. <laughs> Danny one kiss. Give Danny a kiss like on Showtime. <laughs> chicken pie, chicken pie, chicken pie pie. <laughs> it's a really good show. And, um... Donnie says vacuum. <laughs> no, Donnie. Magnets. Vacuum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love just Shuby. And that is... Uh... That episode is so great. <laughs> yeah, it's David Spade, so he's yeah. hilarious. He's super hilarious. So. Uh, yeah, and Laura San Giacomo is, um, mm-hmm. she's quite special. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't think we were just going to talk about how we wound up with Jason right, right. Well, in was, the water. <laughs> I was getting to, I was getting to something which is okay, that's the whole story with Jason is um at least from from where we always come in that yep, his mom did all that. Then we cut to uh the second movie. The mm-hmm. second movie takes place uh, a couple months after the first one. Yeah. And the girl that survived the first one, she's you know still dealing with the the PTSD she suffered from you know, from dealing with with with, uh, with Miss Voorhees, and she even has a has a uh, like like a daydream nightmare about Jason popping up out of the water like Ketra Freeman and pulling her under. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He popped out of water like Jason. <laughs> Jason popped out of the snow like daisies. <laughs> God, I watched that the other day, man. Like the ending of it, and I was like, "This is so good, better than that other thing." But um, I, was, I saw the best meme for Mulan a few weeks back, and it's it's when the general finds out that, uh, or the captain, when the captain finds out that she's actually a girl, he's like, "You're a girl? I just thought you were a regular clumsy twink thin boy. I'm disgusted." <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business. Uh, it's oh, so here's something funny. I, I'm sure you probably caught it before, but when they're entering the the Emperor's Palace to save them from you know from the Huns, and they dress up as like the the concubines. Yeah. I love it. It's like it's <laughs> ugly like, concubines. <laughs> and and then one does something, and like the orange falls out or apple, and it rolls across the, the floor. <laughs> yeah. And then they look up, and they they reveal that they're not really busty at all. And the one's got like two watermelons, and the other's got like orange. But the short one, which is voiced by Harvey Firestein, yeah, who is a, a very known and out gay guy, he's got like an apple and a banana, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> 
It's hilarious. I am Yao, king of the rock. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, so, uh, so the girl's suffering from PTSD. She's in her house. She's making some tea or whatever. And, uh, and she goes to, oh, she, you know, hears some noise. She opens up the refrigerator and there is Mrs. Voorhees' head, like sitting in her refrigerator, her decomposing, like, you know, just all yucked up head. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, ah, and the door shuts and then she gets killed uh, by a guy wearing a potato sack. Okay. So that we then find out, of course, is Jason. He's a grown ass man now. Jason says, "I can't see a goddamn thing with this hood on." <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell did you make the eyes on both levels? It's like I need, a, I, need a, I need an eye hole up here and an eye hole down here. This one needs to be bigger than the other one. <laughs> so, and that's where things don't start to start to not make any sense. Yeah, because so Jason's alive apparently. And he's a grown man who apparently knows how to dress himself, which I'm sure he didn't know how to do as a boy, tie his shoes, which he didn't know how to do, like, and operate power tools, which you find out later. Yeah. He knows his way around town. He, and apparently he knows how to look that shit up in the phone book because this is like back in the eighties. <laughs> so this is before like Google and shit like that. There was no internet there. I mean, there was, there, there, there was an internet, but, uh, he dialed 411. <laughs> yeah. No information. <laughs> but, we got to look up in the dress. Yeah, there was an internet, but Al Gore wasn't sharing it with anybody at that time. So, so, so he knew how to find it. Like he like looked up like the camp roster is like like oh there's the bitch that killed my mom. And it's like hey, where does she live at now? Okay, so either that or he was just like waiting around, like just watching everything happen. He was like go get him, mom. And then he's like wait wait it's like wait they mom and the girl went into the into the cabin, but only the girl came back out. And it's like oh no. So this is mom's head. She never goes anywhere without her head. <laughs> Something bad must have happened to her. So so Jason just shows up and then like the legend of Jason starts with the second one. And and not only that, but he's, he's like, you know, he also has some the the guess the, the foresight or the the knowledge to be like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna freak this bitch out by taking my mom's head, you know, which, you know, obviously I'm gonna, you know, like disgrace her name and her body and everything else by dragging her head across town <laughs> and then putting it in the fridge and it's like oh oh boy i can't wait it's like, it's like hey everybody it's uh my name's jason Voorhees. waiting for my show pranked all right so uh, <laughs> so i just put my mom's decapitated head in this girl's refrigerator she's going to kill my mom so we're gonna hide in the closet see what happens when, when she jumps it up and it's like, it's like oh shit you got friday 13th bitch <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Bitches React. Today this bitch is going to react to my mom's head in the freezer. Before we get started, be sure to smash that like button. Hit that notification bell. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, but he, he apparently you, thinks all that through. Yeah, like, Jason is a big guy on setup. He loves setting up a scene. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm just going to prop this body up here so as soon as she moves the curtain aside, it's going to fall at her feet. And then the head's going to roll perfectly into the camera. <laughs> So, and that's something you see in, like, Friday 13th, uh, part three in Mm -hmm. 3D. When he's killing, like, like the one guy who's always walking on his hands and stuff, and he takes and he, like, just chops him right down the middle. (laughs) That the guy is walking on his hands down the hallway, 
And then he looks and there's Jason. Jason takes his machete, Jason's machete, right? <laughs> and he chops it straight down between the guy's legs. Yeah. The girl, one of the worst deaths of the series. It's so great because you can clearly see it's like a rubber puppet, like like <laughs> mannequin thing, and just crumples to the ground. It's 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 so awesome. But um, so uh, then the girl gets out of the shower and she's looking around. So not only did Jason chop this guy, and then he went and stashed his body away to later then move it to another place, but he also cleaned up all the blood in the hallway too. <laughs> that surely came out when he chopped the guy right down the middle. <laughs> So yeah, Jason's a big setup guy. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of maybe starting to think that maybe Miss Voorhees had a little like Munchausen by proxy going on, and mm-hmm. Jason faked his death to get away from her. He's like, <laughs> "Oh no, I can't swim!" And then Help like, me, mommy, I'm going down for the third time. <laughs> and then he did just like he like, like frog swam underwater to the, to the other side of the camp, of the lake, and just like, and now I start my new life. <laughs> Just pops out of the water, settles into a cave. He's like, "Oh God, I had to get away from that bitch." <laughs> and it's like, and I'm gonna, def- I'm gonna pick a name from this book I read, the autobiograph, <laughs> this autobiography of I should now be called Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one where Jason converts to Islam. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I had to face Mecca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And so, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Jason comes back. So where has he been all this time? Did he really die? Has he been like on the bottom of the lake this whole time? Did it not like dredge the lake, the small ass lake to get his body? Like, where has he been that he came back and it, immediately either he was there the whole time and, and he's just been watching stuff or he was gone and he came back, but wherever he went, like, he learned all the stuff he didn't know before uh, about, like, life and how to do things and people and stuff like that. And sex is bad, okay? You know, whatever it is. <laughs> or, or, or did he, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, did he, did he, like, go on, like, a, like, a Bruce Wayne kind of, like, pilgrimage to learn everything about stuff and then came back and he's like, and then, then he was ready. So to, this is how power tools work. <laughs> I need something that's going to strike fear in their hearts there, Alfred. <laughs> and Alfred's just that when the dead counselors, they come there, like, propped up in the thing. And he's like, and then he comes back in a third movie. Alfred, you fucking piece of shit. Potato sack did not scare anybody. <laughs> he's like, props him up and uses him like a puppet. Well, I'm sorry, Master Jason. <laughs> We're never going to meet at that cafe in France like you wanted at this rate. Yes, I was... <laughs> I was watching an episode of Hammer Household Horrors, and <laughs> there was a potato sack, and I thought, that's scary. And it's <laughs> like, Jason should try that. <laughs> that's right, frightening. <laughs> We're just insulting everybody and everything in this episode. It's we, so not right. We are no respecter of persons here. <laughs> Uh, so like even the people we really like, we make fun of, like Ben Affleck. <laughs> Oh, so I don't, um, I, I don't get, I don't get where Jason's been this whole time. Yeah. Cause like, it's implied in the first movie that he's just been at the bottom of the lake the whole time. Cause he bursts out of the water. He hasn't aged at all. He's still just him and he pulls the girl down. But, but then that's just a dream. It's a dream scene. Yeah. Or is it? Because the camera like 
pans over the water again. It's like, oh, is it the end? Is it? Ooh, we don't know. Except for in the second one, she's still alive because he brings her his mom's head, mom's head. Yeah, but and don't they cart off her body? Who? The paramedics. The uh, Pamela. Yeah, I think they might. I'm pretty sure there's paramedics there, and they truck off her body. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then how did Jason get the head? I, I don't know. And is the head even there in that scene? And you know what's missing from all the other Friday Thirteenth is in the first two, is a, a girl in a boat lake scene. Because mm-hmm. in the second one, she looks at she when she gets stuck on the on the uh, the tree branches in the lake, she looks, she sees him looking in the window like I see you, and, <laughs> and he's like I'm coming, Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay, we're we're making fun of Jason quite a bit in in his um condition, right? His condition. Thank you. <laughs> but part two has that scene. <laughs> that scene which is just like it's so bizarre and unnecessary oh you're thinking of part three is it part three when he takes the hockey mask off okay yes right because right because he didn't have the hockey mask in too yep it's in, in part three <laughs> uh, it's like uh it, it, it was like uh anyway so so the thing is the whole thing where's jason been this whole time right and and how does he like like, how did, when he comes back, how does he know all this stuff? How is he able to do all this stuff? Why is he now invincible? Why is he this unstoppable killing machine? And, like, none of that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's obvious that he's hard to kill in the second movie, but it doesn't seem like he's unstoppable. Like, he reacts to pain. He gets knocked around quite a bit. And I think the second one, oh, it might be the third one, um... Is like the only one where we actually see him move fast. After that, he goes real slow. Mm-hmm. But the other one, he like moves like a regular person. Like, shit, I'm going to walk through the woods. Yeah. I'm Jason, bitch. I mean, like, he, but then after that, he kind of slows down. Um, and it's interesting because he's built a lot smaller in the second movie. He is. Which but almost the, makes me think that maybe there's some kind of transformative thing happening here. In the, in the second movie, he's wearing the... Um, the uh, Oh shit! What do you call that? Um, the plaid shirt. Yeah, the plaid shirt. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's it? What's that? That fabric called? Yeah, um, he's got that plaid shirt and the potato sack, which only has one eye hole. Hmm. And uh, uh, but in the in the third one is the one where he starts wearing the jumpsuit, right? The work suit. I think so. Right. So it's definitely <laughs> when he does the hockey mask. I mean, but he he knows how to do things that. Someone had to have taught him that he didn't know at the time he drowned. Mm-hmm. Um, so get where has he been all this time? And I think that's where we were we were coming into all this stuff to right, be like right. the origin of Jason Voorhees, like beyond what the movies tell us. Because the movies because really, there's big gaps, right? The movies really don't tell us anything about Jason Voorhees at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so it's like it's like, huh? Um. Like where's, where's where's like where's he been? How did he come back? Like what all this stuff is. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of my thoughts is, you know, obviously Jason has not been on the bottom of the lake this whole time. He he couldn't have been. Right. If he drowned out there, they would have, they would have retrieved his body. Or eventually, it's a small lake. The Camp Crystal Lake Lake is not that big. Right. It's a small right. lake. So eventually. His body would have resurfaced. It would have floated to to the surface. I mean, that's how dead bodies work. They sink initially, 
and then they bloat, and then they rise back to the surface. Well, unless he got, like, stuck under a tree or something. All right. But if they're like, oh, my goodness, you know, this kid drowned or whatever, uh, they... I would think that they would have gone out there and tried to retrieve the body. And it should have been fairly easy for them again because it's a small lake. Right. Um, And then, of course, he would have been taken somewhere and possibly buried. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so then where... uh, Where did they bury him? Well, I mean, how did he come back? And then on top of that, I'm going to say this. He, He must have been buried in some fashion. Hmm. And the only reason I'm saying that is because in, was it Friday the 13th, is it 6? Where, where, where dumbass Tommy goes out there to finish him off? Um, Hold on, because part 1 is Pamela, part 2 is Potato Sack, part 3 is Hockey Mask. Part 4 part is Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Part 5. Oh, is the ambulance driver. Or the paramedic, right? The But the Corey Feldman is the direct follow-up, because that's dumbass Tommy. So, part 5 is where he would... Don't go out to the cemetery to try to finish him. No, but five is supposed to be the the new. And that's then that's got to be the paramedic. No, let's pull up. <clears throat> Maybe part four is the paramedic and part five is Corey Feldman. I don't think so. I used to know all this Cause, stuff because because Corey Feldman kills him as far as we know. Yeah, and then, then he, and then he goes because Corey Feldman goes to the hospital to see his sister, and it kind of implies that he's going to be the new Jason. Yeah, and then when the next movie starts off, there's a Jason, but it's not. It's it's the the guy who was like whose daughter something like that was killed and it was just the imposter Jason. No, because the the movie immediately after Corey Feldman's is Corey Feldman's older self goes out to the cemetery and digs up his body and tries to kill it and he gets hit by lightning. See, I thought that was six. That might be six, but that means that the Corey Feldman one is uh, part five. No, it's, it's I'm I'm pretty sure it's four, dude. Very lost here. Hold we on. do research before our podcast, in case you didn't know. We do sometimes. Um, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. We didn't this time, because we were like, oh, we don't need it. <clears throat> I want the entire film series, please, Wikipedia. Not wiki quote. Fuck you. Um, it's part... Yeah, because Friday the 13th... <clears throat> Part four is the final chapter. That's the Feldman one. Then a new beginning. And that's the fifth one. That's the one with the fake Jason. And Jason lives. So did they just they, skip Tommy growing up? Yeah. They, 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 cause they, they were gonna, I think they were trying to do what they wanted to do with like a Halloween thing. They were gonna try to create a new, they make a new Jason. Oh, okay. And then that didn't work. And then they come back to, um, like, oh, we gotta bring him back to life. And that's, um, uh, part six, Jason lives. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it says, uh, after he's unwittingly, uh, let's see, Tommy, uh, as a protagonist, continuing from the events of, uh, A New Beginning, the plot follows Jason, after he's unwittingly resurrected by Tommy, who is attempting to get rid of the body in order to escape his fear of him, and returns to Crystal Lake for a new killing spree. So apparently, uh, Jason's got some kind of internal, like, homing device where he can always find Camp Crystal Lake? I think so. So. That sounds familiar. Um, so that's, uh, that's special right there. <laughs> yeah, no, um, a new beginning opens up with Tommy Jarvis. Has to face his fears, yeah. But he's not the killer. No, he's not the killer, but, like, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, is Corey Feldman. Right. And that's- then a new beginning opens up with Tommy Jarvis 
going to... Oh, wait. It says that he gets institutionalized at the halfway house near Crystal Lake. Are we both right? Because if he's at the halfway house, that's... That is the paramedic one. Right, that's the paramedic one. Is Tommy Jarvis in three movies? Um, I guess, I mean, I guess he is, but he doesn't really do, I think, anything in the, in the fifth one. Yeah. He's just kind of there, and then we find out that, uh, it says here at the end, it says, while recovering from the hospital, Tommy has another hallucination of Jason, but he faces fear, which makes Jason's hallucination disappear. Here's Pam mm-hmm. approaching, smash the window to, uh, appears to be escaped when Pam rushes in. Tommy appears from behind the door, wearing, uh, Roy's hockey mask and wielding a kitchen knife. Um... Okay, yeah, because uh, A New Beginning says that it features a cameo appearance from Corey Feldman. And Tommy Jarvis is all grown up when he goes to kill Jason, so that must be part six. So yeah, I didn't realize... Yep, yep, it's the last... Okay. Because Jason Lives is the last film to feature Tommy Jarvis as the protagonist. So, yeah, I didn't realize Tommy's thing spread out over three movies. And if I'm not mistaken, the guy that played Tommy is also the guy that played... uh... Oh, shit, what's his name? Um, Tom Matthews. Uh, Frank, the Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now my arms and legs are cramping. <laughs> Tina. So let's see. I, you, I read a Friday the 13th timeline a while back. So, but, so what I was getting to is that when in six, when Tommy goes to, you know, free himself of the, the fear of Jason, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he go to Jason's grave and mm-hmm. there's a, like a headstone that says, here lies Jason? I think so, yeah. Who, who paid for that? <laughs> who paid for that? But like, it's our tax yeah, dollars. He's, he's a serial killer, but yeah, instead of putting him in a potter's grave, <laughs> why should give him a, a full burial and we'll pay for a headstone that says, here lies Jason, you know, the murderer of like, who knows how many people <laughs> and camp kids. And, and again, is Camp Crystal Lake that iconic that, that you, you, you have to keep like opening this camp up? Right. I mean, couldn't you just like, one, I think I would drain the lake. I'd paid that shit over. <laughs> and I'd do something with it. And I'd just set up a new lake somewhere else. I mean, if if there was a fucking Mickey Mouse serial killer running around Disney World that was killing people <laughs> every summer. And then they kept shutting the park down for like the summer and then opening it back up. Do you think that people... Would, yeah, never mind. That was a stupid question. Of course they would. So, yeah, that was, was just dumb. I'm, I apologize. There, there is a shit. Fear. Mickey Mouse going to kill my ass. Jeez. <laughs> I paid too much. Plus, I got a fast pass too. <laughs> shit, I wish he would. <laughs> so there is a Friday the Thirteenth timeline on fandom.com. Um, apparently, it's a nightmare to put together a timeline for this because of how many contradictions there are in the movies. <laughs> but uh, original film was most likely set on Friday, July thirteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter makes it seem like the original Friday the 13th was set on Friday, June 13th, 1979, but June 13th was a Wednesday, so it has to be July 13th. In the first movie, it's Friday the 13th, but I think, like, the camp hasn't even opened up yet. Mm-hmm. I think the camp doesn't open up for a week, and he and people start dying, like, before the camp even opens up, yeah, which yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, so, Pamela Voorhees is born in 1930. 1935, the Christie family established Camp Crystal Lake. 1941, Freddy Krueger is born. 19... What, what the hell does that have to do with... with, with... Well, he's, he's part of the... Uh, he's part of the world, man. 
Okay. Of the world. Uh, in 1946, Thursday, June 13th, Jason Voorhees is born to Pamela and Elias Voorhees. Elias either gets killed by his wife if he's abusive to his family, as in the comics, or he abandons his wife and son if he is not abusive to his family, as in the comics. Pamela raises her son apart from other children in the Voorhees house. So what? Does that mean that she's aware that he's just built different? What? And he has brothers and sisters? Apparently. They're pulling from the comic uh, the comic series, which yeah. I was not familiar with at all. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't take that as being canon. That's just me, though. I would want to check with the director and see if he thinks the comics are canon. I don't think there is a, a single director that you could go to. Because, you mm. know, after it becomes proper the studio, they just do whatever the hell they want. They don't give yeah. a shit about continuity. Yeah. Because if he probably went to the first director, he's like, yeah, Pamela was a killer and the story ended there. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who directed all of them. Or... Or what? Um, okay, nineteen fifty-seven. Pamela receives the job of cook at Camp Crystal Lake. So, nineteen fifty-seven is her first year there. At that point, Jason would be eleven years old. So Friday, September thirteenth. While there, eleven year. Oh, I could have just not done the math. Eleven-year-old <laughs> Jason accidentally drowns in the lake after being bullied by most of the other campers. While this was happening, none of the counselors were paying any attention. Instead of having sex and talking, I mean, I mean, okay, again, who told you that? Do you have to talk during? Okay, first, who told you that 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 happened? And plus, of course, kids are assholes. Of course, they're gonna bully him. Yeah. Because he's different. Because he's got an enlarged forehead. Right, of course you're going to bully him. You you didn't know that? You raised him separate, according to the thing. You raised him separate from the rest of your bro- of his brothers and sisters. Probably because they were bullying him some, too, and didn't <laughs> want to be bothered. It's like, why do I have to watch a little freak, you know? Whatever. I mean, again, brothers and sisters. I mean, hell, as far as I know, your family is normal. But I'm sure you probably I've... refer to your brothers and sisters as little freaks sometimes, right? <laughs> I mean, I've... I've seen perfectly normal people get the ever-loving shit bullied out of them, so... Right, so of course, I mean, of course, at this kind of a camp, they were going to bully him. That's why people that have certain conditions go to camps for people with certain conditions, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, it's not just because they're more... One, they're, they're more designed for their conditions. Like, what's that What's that one that, like, camp, like, lights out or whatever it is for people that, um, who are allergic to the sun? And so the camp is actually held at night for the kids <laughs> who, um, who they, 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 their skin, they can't tolerate sunlight and stuff. Oh, yeah. Didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah. So they, so they have a, they have a camp that's just for people like them and the camp is held at night. Huh. Now, it's actually kind of cool. So again, would you send one of those people to regular camp? So Come I outside could... and play. So I first go swimming. I can't. I'll burn. I Put can... on some sunscreen. Damn it. <laughs> Stop being a, such a little bitch. I can never tell when you're bullshitting me anymore. No, you I'm not. Give me I'm... this information and then like it'll be two days later. You're like, Oh, yeah, I just made that shit up. So. No, I, I don't know the exact name of the camp, but yes, there is. I mean, there. I just hear camp lights out, and I just picture somebody getting hit in the head with a frying pan, so. <laughs> Jason. Lights out, Jason! Jason, good night, night. Anyway, so afterwards, nobody is found, and it is assumed that Jason had drowned. So, it's possible, because there was never a body found, it's possible that Jason never did drown. So, oh, all right, so let's say... I guess the big issue with the timeline is, at what point does Jason become supernatural? At what point is it like, oh, this is a supernatural entity that you cannot kill versus this is just a real hard-headed retard that you can't kill? But I still need to figure out when he came back or where he's where has he been this whole time? 
Hmm. The timeline doesn't answer a lot of questions, I don't think. Let's see. Friday, June 13th, Pamela, driven mad with grief over her son's death, kills two counselors at Camp Crystal Lake. The killer is never apprehended, and the camp is soon shut down. Several attempts are made to reopen Camp Crystal Lake in the years that follow, but are soon halted by mysterious fires. Okay, so they said that Jason drowned accidentally mm-hmm. because he was being bullied by the other camp. So did they, did they chase him out there? Were they standing on the shore yelling at him while the other campers were having sex? And was it an orgy? Were all the camp counselors <laughs> having sex at one time? There was nobody there. Were these kids were all scanned around bullying him? Or were they, like, egging him on? Like, like that that does not make any sense at all. Yeah. And again, who, who's telling you this? Because do you think they're all going to tell the truth? But, like, what happened to you? Well, yeah, we're making fun of a little freak. And we chased him out in the water. <laughs> and he was like, I can't swim. And then the counselors were like, yeah, he can't swim. And so I make fun of him. Guys. He can't swim. He can't swim. Like, no, they're not going to say that. They're like, I don't know what happened. I was, uh... I was, I, was, I was making a leather wallet. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe it's one of those things, like, sometimes the easiest way to learn how to swim is to just get thrown in the deep end. Okay, <laughs> I see, I can see that. I can see if they were, if they were like, Jason getting wired, it's like, I don't like the water, I don't like, you know, he, you know, he didn't like getting wire in his ears, something like that. <laughs> and then they were like, look, Jason, you're going to learn how to swim. I'm tired of your shit, and they throw him in there. <laughs> and then he starts splashing around, and they're like, stop faking, all you do is just paddle. And he goes under, like, oh, shit. And then he go in there, by that time, it's too late. I can completely understand that. that I can buy that. That would be acceptable. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Diana Voorhees is born to Elias Voorhees and a woman who is not Pamela. Which, if the father was killed, then that can't fall into that timeline. Uh, 1962, any attempt to reopen camp, an attempt to reopen Camp Crystal Lake is halted by a case of poisoned water. Camp comes to be regarded by locals as having a death curse and is nicknamed Camp Blood. So, I think I have something, okay, the water's poisoned. Poisoned how? Like, there's, there's something that leached in from the ground that made the water undrinkable, like too much iron or something like that or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, no, there's arsenic in the water. Someone put, put arsenic in the well? Like, uh, I, you would, I think I'd be like, okay, wait a minute. Like, that's just kind of weird. Right. <laughs> uh, but, Might be worth investigating. Exactly. Just saying. Uh, 1979. Stephen Christie, determined to reopen Camp Crystal League, begins to spend $25,000 to renovate the abandoned camp. Wednesday, June 13th, which I thought that we'd established that it happened on Friday, July 13th, but whatever. Uh, Pamela Voorhees goes on a killing spree, trying to stop the camp from being reopened. She kills Steve Christie and six of his newly hired counselors. She kills one girl before she even gets to camp. Mm Mm-hmm. So... (laughs) Okay, it's fine, but yeah, it's Friday thirteenth. You kill everybody before the camp is even opened, and I, I get that you don't want the camp to open. And she's only killing the counselors, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of, isn't that how it is with almost all of them? Like she's killing the counselors before the camp is opened. No, there's a couple of them where like the, the camp is is actually in full swing when she's yeah. killing them, but she doesn't hurt any of the of the kids. Which, in my opinion, like the little fuckers got to go too, right? I mean, if you're killing <laughs> the counselors that that weren't involved because they weren't even born yet and they weren't doing any, they weren't counseling back then you also have to kill the little kids who also bullied mm-hmm. your son so don't they all have to go i would think so yeah and at some point when in her crazy head when she doesn't have a problem with killing people and that's kind of thing she not think that hey why not just burn this shit down mm-hmm a poison the water supply well no it says earlier that there were uh, mysterious fires 
but apparently not mysterious enough to burn the whole thing. You know, who's actually out there watching the lake? I mean, watching the camp, this old dilapidated camp in the middle of nowhere that you didn't be able to get a fire crew out there in time to save anything. Yeah. Yeah, after 1958, several attempts were made to reopen Camp Crystal Lake in the years that followed, but are soon halted by mysterious fires. So I don't know why she didn't finish the job. Yeah, why didn't she, why did she wait till, like, the camp's about to open? Why not do it, I don't know, in the middle of, like, the fall? Yeah. When there's nobody there. Now's a good time to burn down the camp and keep, I think she just wants an excuse for killing people, probably because her husband left her. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see here. Oh, here's a hint, but it's all speculative. Uh, finally, the mad woman is decapitated with a machete by the only surviving counselor, Alice Hardy. Jason Voorhees, having either returned from the dead or never actually drowned, witnesses his mother's death and takes her head and several articles of her clothing, as well as the machete that killed her. Possibly not in the original continuity, after Pamela's death, Jason also retrieves her locket containing a picture of himself and his mother. Okay, so... He returns from the dead, but he returns from the dead as a full-grown man when he dies as an 11-year-old boy. Doesn't make no sense. Um, I would argue or, that he may not be full-grown man. Again, he's a lot smaller in Part 2 than he is in all the remaining movies. But he's bigger than an 11-year-old boy. Well, yeah. I think that it could be that he's just, like, growing and changing exponentially faster. So, he's like returned from the trooper. dead. And after, I guess, how whatever he did that returned him from the dead, he's started kind of getting bigger and growing to whatever it is. Is that it? Yeah. Like, like he's like a clone trooper. He just gets bigger and bigger, faster and faster. So let's say, though, let's take the path that he didn't die. He didn't die at all. So where's he been all this time? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He would have to live in the woods, but then he wouldn't be fully clothed to know how to run power tools. He'd right. be a feral child. And not only that, but, you know, he sees his mom probably out there killing people and, and all that stuff. Uh, and he never goes up to be like, like, hey, mom, it's me, Jason, I'm back. I never really died. Unless, of course, again, like I said, you wanted to get away from her. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he feels some kind of like weird, like, oh, she was killing people because of me. She felt really bad about what happened to me. <laughs> and like, all these people that died are, are my fault. No, no, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's just their fault. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's their fault for, 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 for letting me drown in the first place. Like, That'll teach him. Yeah. Now, um, Let's see. Okay, so he goes and kills Alice in part two, two months later. So two months later. Two months later, and so he goes from being the size of an 11-year-old to the size of a big old man. Unless, like, maybe he returns from the dead when he drowns at age 11, and so he's, his body continues to grow after that. Where's he Again, where's he been all this time? Could be hanging out in the bottom of the lake. He hangs out in the bottom of the lake a long time in between movies. Well, and the one thing, he gets chained up in, at the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of stuck there. Yeah, he just hangs out in limbo. The thing is, and you're not going to like this, but Freddy vs. Jason kind of shows a bit of what Jason's status is as far as that kind of thing goes. Because Freddy vs. Jason opens up with him in basically the afterlife. Chasing souls in the afterlife. And then... The spirit of Pamela shows up. Or I guess it's it's Freddy impersonating right. Pamela. Who's like, oh, return and go after those terrible children again. And Jason doesn't stop to question it. It's not like he's going, the same ma. <laughs> so obviously, like, Freddy, who knows people's minds, he knows their fears, he knows how they function, 
knew that that's pretty much what drives Jason, is that Pamela is the one who's kind of egging him on from the afterlife. So if he is supernatural from the word go, then that's that's just what motivates him the entire way through. All right, so I, I got a theory here. Um, and the thing I don't like about J- Freddy versus Jason, one, I don't think it's a great movie, that's one and two, is <laughs> like Jason was... Uh, Freddy was killed by fire, so he's afraid of fire, even though he hangs out in a boiler room in his, like, little <laughs> demon domain. And Jason, you know, was killed by drowning, uh, so he's afraid of water, even though, like you said, half the time he hangs out in the bottom of Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that. those two things don't make any sense at uh, all. I would argue that Freddy is afraid of fire, because in part one, like, they, they come after him with fire, and he screams and backs away from it in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1. Which part? Um... I can't remember exactly what it is, but I remember him screaming at fire. Because he's got like he's always in the boiler room. And this is a mm-hmm. boiler room, so they've got the big, huge like uh, like uh, uh, fire. It's a, I don't know, I don't want to call it an oven, but you know the furnace. Yeah, they got the yeah. big furnace that you know, you shovel stuff into. He's always dragging his claws across the um, the uh, pipes and stuff. And it's hot as blazes down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I so I never, I would never say he's like afraid of fire because he hangs out in the boiler room. And I, and, and plus, I would say with Freddy, there's so many times after the, after the first movie, there's so many times where he pretends like, oh, you're hurting me so bad. And he's yeah. like, and he's like, ah, I gotcha. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think if anything, if, if Freddy was afraid of anything, it would be the second movie. It's not canon. It's not canon. <laughs> uh, okay, so this this is my this is my thoughts. Jason was a little boy, and he he died. Uh, he drowned out in the water. Um, Sorry, no, uh, drowned out in the water at Camp Crystal Lake. And uh, and at that point, he his 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 soul goes to I don't know maybe goes to limbo. Right? Now, not necessarily maybe goes to hell, but. Maybe he goes to, to like limbo. Um, and maybe it's one of those things where I'm, I'm not going to get into a bunch of like, you know, religious stuff. I had no idea what I'm talking about here, but, but it's just to say that he, he goes to limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it's because like he refuses to move on because he, he's, he's still Jason, right? So mm-hmm. he refused to move on because like there's a light, but he doesn't have anybody guide him. He's probably looking for his mom. Right, you know, right, like the person he trusts to guide him through, so he doesn't cross over to the other side. He just hangs out there, and that's where he is. And there's no time there, so he's not aware of anything that's really passing until until such until his mom dies. Yeah, and then he sees his mom, and maybe maybe they pass, or maybe she goes to limbo. Like you know, like you transition, you die, your soul goes to limbo, and then from there, um, you move on. Then you 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 move on to like whatever direction you're gonna go. Yeah. And so there's mom. He's waiting for her, and he's expecting to go to the light. The light's been calling him. You right, know. Right. Um, but of course he hasn't. He's been afraid to go because he doesn't know what's there. But then the lights calling, and his mom shows up there, and he like grabs his mom's hand, and they get ready to start walking towards the light. And then she's like, no, Jason. And she starts being pulled in the other direction. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. <laughs> and, and of course, he can't go with her because he hasn't done anything wrong. So he rejects the whole thing. Heaven mm-hmm. and hell. He rejects that. And through some means, and maybe it's maybe it's a, like a demon or something like that. And I don't want to say that because I, I, I because that, that makes it that gives it too much context. Yeah. It's just somehow because he rejects both. He rejects both like heaven and hell. He can't remain there 
Um, and he ends up being kind of like shunted back into his body. Mm-hmm. And, and, but now though, it's been like 20 some odd years has passed. Right. And had putting his soul back into his body, reanimates his body, and then it does start to kind of grow mm-hmm. with him. The, the knowledge that he gets, because now he's this, he's, he's almost like a, like a, like a fallen angel, you know? Right, so right. you get cast down and, you know, and now his, as this, he can't walk around because his body would be nothing. Uh, if, if they, let's say they didn't find his body, he's still on the bottom of the lake somewhere. He's been eaten up by all kinds of small fish or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So is, there's nothing that's so basically the, whatever that is, that, uh, external and, uh, eternal forces starts to rebuild him a body. Right, right. And, and then from there, it's, and that would explain why he gets bigger too, as his body slowly building up. Cause it's been two months since his mom died. So he could have just recently been resurrected too. Mm-hmm. So he's slowly building himself up. And also as he's building himself up, you know, through whatever means it is, he's learning about the world. Right. You know, right. It's, it's not like he's really learning. It's just like the knowledge is kind of being given to him as his body is growing. And so I would think, um, if Pamela is, if if my theory is true and Pamela is like feeding him information as he goes, then she could be the one telling him how these power tools work and shit. She could be. It's like, oh, Jason, this is an auger. And and so, look, here's here's Freddy getting fucked up by fire in the first movie. By the way, um, so he's chased this chick into the basement. Oh, yeah, Nancy. Yeah. Because so, Nancy's the only one that fights him in the first one. Yeah. So she douses him with gas. He starts begging for mercy right there on the spot. And okay, he's not happy. <laughs> okay, I, I can take that. I can accept that for that movie. I'll accept it for that movie. That's a great scene, too. Oh, God, yeah. I, I love a firewalk. Oh, yeah. Because, one, they're so hard to do, and they, they look fantastic. And, and I respect them because they are so hard to do. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I'll accept that for the first movie because he's never had anybody fight back. Mm-hmm. And and they, basically he's been confronted with, you know, his death. And I can see why that would freak him out. Um, but after that, though, I don't I would say that he wasn't really afraid of it. That's more of like a almost like a like an instant trigger. Like, oh, shit. No, not again. You know? Yeah. And plus, I- plus, um, she's brought him. Back to, she's brought him out of the dream world too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Back into real life. In the dream world, he's not afraid of shit. But right. since, well, he's, since he's back in the, in the real world. But it's that way in Freddy vs. Jason too. When he gets back in the dream world, he's like, oh, it's my turn now, fucker. And he just goes ham on Jason. But so. I, I guess I need to watch Freddy vs. Jason again. Because I've only seen it once and I watched a, I watched a uh, liberated <laughs> copy and that was really bad. And, and that was like. 20 years ago, man. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I, I, I agree that, like, I don't think they should be afraid of fire and water. I think it's just that they were shaped by fire and water. Hmm. But it does show in both movie franchises to be their weak points, because Jason, anytime he's stopped, he usually winds up trapped underwater again, That's whether he's true. chained up down there or what. And so it's not that he's necessarily afraid. I think Jason's a little too stupid to, to know fear, but it is his weak point. And Freddy is a burn victim. I think getting burned a second time on an existing burn would really suck. No, I, I, technically he wouldn't even feel it. Those nerve endings are all burned away. That's true. Have nothing going on. Plus, you know, the souls of the children give him strength. Oh, yeah. Soul food. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he, like, there in that scene, he's screaming like a bitch. I, and, I, I, will, I will agree with that. And falls can... down the stairs and everything. It's great. 
But so, so getting back to this thing. So let's say that Pamela is feeding from, from the afterlife, from hell, that she's, she's feeding Jason knowledge. Um, you know, and, and maybe not even like directly like telling, okay, so first you've got to prime the chainsaw, you know, like <laughs> it's just more of like she's just like sharing her knowledge or whatever it is. Um, and then I see her feeding him, uh, being like, you know, like, you know, our work's not done, Jason. You know, we have to, we have to get all these people, um, that are responsible for your death because, of course, she's nucking fucked, right? Right, right. He has no real concept of like the world he lives in now. And even though like camp only comes once a year, uh, you know, every summer, for him, it's, it's like almost a continuous camp. Right, right. It's a continuous camp that goes on. He's not aware of, of the fact that, you no, know, these are not the same people. For him, it's just like, it's just this line, this chain of, of camp counselors that killed him and then killed his mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, there is a five-year gap between the main events of Friday the 13th Part 1 and Friday the 13th Part 2. He kills Alice two months after. Then there's a five-year gap. Because there's no... Because um, it goes from 1979 to 1984. But, uh, okay, right. So, but there's, there's probably no camps during that time, though, right? Right, right. Right. So, when camps start up again, though... For someone, especially an undead person, or yeah, I guess undead, mm-hmm. that him that's he's Jason, so I, I doubt he could read a calendar right. before. <laughs> so even still, for him, like Friday the Thirteenth already, the, the days have no have no meaning, and even that, like when it turns winter and it's snow on the ground, I doubt he feels that. Probably I doubt not. he's really even aware for to be like, oh, it's the changing of the seasons or anything like that. No. And I'm sure his mom is just completely just like she's maturing candidate in the hell out of him, right? <laughs> um, and then she probably is telling him, like, you know, like even when he maybe wants to give up or something, then it's like, no, Jason, no, it's like, you know, you do this and eventually we'll be together again. You know, mommy will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, that's never gonna come because she's always going to keep getting him to kill more and more people because she's so wackadoo mm-hmm. that she can't even accept the fact that, you know, what's going on with her son and all this stuff. Um, and, and the thing is, Jason now can't go to heaven or hell because he's rejected them as a, as an innocent child. Mm-hmm. His soul would have naturally gone to, to heaven mm-hmm. because he rejected that and then was like, like, you know, sent back as this kind of fallen creature. He can't now technically go to hell if he dies. Right. Because it's still the same soul. Mm-hmm. Like that was innocent before. He doesn't have a new body. He's still the exact same soul from before. So he can't go to heaven now, but he also can't go to hell. So he constantly is like his his, his soul is almost trapped in that body. Right. It right. never moves. It never leaves. And then it keeps being brought back or brought back by whatever means that it brings him back to life. So um, biggest question that this ties into, and we're actually an hour in, so... Um, but biggest question in how this ties in here, I guess we can make this a two-parter if you want. Yeah, depending on how much material we have. <laughs> All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.